Good morning, everybody. Hey, welcome to Wednesday. It is uh, July 12th. It's hard for me to say the word July. It's hard to believe we're here already. Hey, yesterday, uh, not a bad day. Today looks like it could be a good day, at least to start. We'll talk about that and more when Dave joins us here in just a few seconds. Before we do that, though, let's not forget that uh, this world we live in, there are so many things out there that we cannot control. You can control, though, your risk in your portfolio. You need to know a couple of things, though. You need to know, first, how much risk do you really have in your portfolio? And second, where should that risk number be on a scale of 1 to 100? Give us a call, 863-382-0037, to find out what your risk number is and see if it matches up with your current portfolio. That number again, 863 863- 382-0037. Hey, with that, we got Dave coming up next. Good morning, all. I'm glad you're here today. If I don't say thank you often enough, I really do appreciate it. It's 841 now, 19 before 9. Time check in on your money and see what Wall Street is doing to your retirement plans this morning. I can give you a little teaser. It's actually helping them a little bit this morning. Let's go downtown to Statler Financial Services where Philip Statler is standing by with... uh, Kind of a good report this morning from the government data dump. Something went wrong, Philip. They gave us good news this morning. Yeah, they did give us good news. And I got to tell you, the futures are liking it a lot. And so uh, it's uh, it's nice to see some good news coming out of the system. Absolutely. Now, for, let, let's do the data dump because that really is the only market moving big news we got this morning because earnings season doesn't start in earnest at all until we get to Friday and the big banks. Consumer Price Index, the big thing we've been talking about being the market mover of the day. Now, we got to preface this by saying Jay Paulson at the Federal Reserve says he watches the personal consumption expenditures inflation figure, which did slack off a little last month, but wasn't all the way down to their target. On the other hand, the Consumer Price Index reports out a two-tenth of one percent increase last month, and our overall Consumer Price Index inflation rate in this country is now only three percent year over year. Both those two numbers were quite a bit below what the market expected, I presume. Yeah, it was. You know, the um, the amount of increase in the core CPI, which is you know obviously the thing that's kind of important to all of us folks because that's the the things we have to buy all the time, um, mm-hmm. is that it, it actually cut in half. Last month, it was up four-tenths. This month, up two-tenths. So so good news. I mean, I, I think that when you look at those numbers, we've seen, I think I saw 12 straight declines in the CPI number. Yep. Yeah, we're making progress in the right direction, no doubt. You referenced the core. Yeah, the core of CPI, we make fun of it because it excludes things like gas and food, you know, the elective stuff we really don't need. The reason that it gets factored out is that gas and food goes up and down. Uh, Once the other stuff in our market basket for the uh, consumer price index goes up, this is the stuff that tends to notch up in price and stay there. Well, the core CPI is higher than the regular, 4.8% year over year, but the increase was only two-tenths of a percent. And again, same darn thing, 12 consecutive months of reduced rates of inflation. No, we're not down to the ideal yet, but uh, we're going in the right direction. And when we first got on the phone before we went on the air, I said, Philip, if I ruled the world, 
I would uh, tell the Federal Reserve to uh, let things sit for another month and let those interest rate increases last year bake in. I don't rule the world, but it sounds to me like that would be an intelligent policy decision. I agree with you, Dave, but let's remember we're talking about the Federal Reserve here. Uh, Yeah, yeah, and based upon what we saw from the minutes last week, uh, there are a lot of real inflation hawks on the Federal Open Market Committee right now because we had uh, kind of the the Federal Reserve equivalent of a 5-4 Supreme Court decision. It was a real split vote uh, to pause for one month, so we're still calling it like 93% odds we're going to take another rate increase at the end of this month. Which is kind of interesting, Dave, because, you know, last year when you and I were talking about the change in the Federal Reserve, we thought we would get uh, new people in that were a little bit more um, opposed to those rate hikes. But that doesn't seem to be the case based on the minutes. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because I, you know, I'm always willing to admit when we're wrong. And this time I can blame it on all the columnists we read. Everybody was making book on the uh, new members of the Open Market Committee, we thought we were going to stack it full of doves, and it sounds to me like we got some good meat-eating hawks on there, don't we? It does. It definitely sounds like that based on those uh, the minutes. Absolutely. It's, 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 it's kind of strange. This is one of those times where they may actually do something that a year and a half ago would have been smart economics and right now might not be smart economics come the end of the month. Once again, the official inflation rate that uh, – folks are going to be hearing about on the top of the hour news all day is only three percent uh which i said uh, before we went on the air suddenly bidenomics doesn't sound like quite such a pejorative anymore does it no it doesn't i mean let's uh you know when they look at year over year three percent sounds good but it's the core that you know that we really need to look at because that's uh at 4.8 that's still a pretty high number Absolutely. And like I said, that's the stuff that goes up and doesn't go down. So consequently, we we still have some fighting to do. I just uh, think we got an indication that we've got a whole bunch of interest rate increases baked in that look like they're having a positive effect and might just give us the soft landing they've been promising. Uh, speaking of landings, you found a tidbit I didn't know about, and it kind of uh, made me drop my false teeth when you told me about it. Uh Disney is doing a little bit more than a soft landing. It sounds like their amusement parks are crashing right now. You know, it's kind of interesting because they did warn that their their parks, theme parks, were going to not do quite as well this year. But I don't think anybody expected this. Um, they're, they're July 4th, which is a, a big holiday, you know, a- for – for theme parks and stuff. As I say, that's a day that I tend to stay away from Orlando, period, because the crowds around Disney World make I-4 completely impassable normally. Yeah, they they had the the slowest um, uh, 4th of July in, in a decade um, that, that uh, this past 4th of July, and it was the third slowest day of the year uh, in the past 12 months. Now, Iger, he, he's come out and he's admitted that um, affordability has become an issue when it comes to mm-hmm. the theme parks. It is uh, too damn expensive to go up there without it, a doubt. It is, you know, and he, he even said that they raise prices too aggressively um, in that area. But you add that with their woke politics and you're seeing people decide, hey, maybe I don't need to go to Disney right now. Um, I can't afford to go to Disney right now because it's too damn expensive. A matter of fact, I see that one of the things that said in this article is that, you know, they have that um, Star Wars hotel mm-hmm. up there. 
Well, they're mm-hmm. gonna close it. They're gonna close it and and retheme it to something else uh, because of lackluster demand. Uh, they're just gonna close it for a while. And I thought that was kind of interesting. Good gosh, uh, you know, I th- I think the combination of that tidbit story plus the Bud Light story, twenty years from now. They're going to be teaching this in marketing classes about the dangers of wading into any divisive issue. Because as soon as you do, I mean, even if you're taking something that's got an 80% agreement rate, you honk off 20% of your customer base, you pay for it. And uh, the woke issues that we're talking about are nowhere near an 80% majority in favor of them. So I mean, Disney's paying, Bud Light's paying. I mean, Sometimes there was a book that one of the uh, one of the columnists on Fox wrote some time ago. So basically, shut up and sing. I think the name of it was, <laughs> making the point that uh, singers ought to just perform and get the heck out of politics. That's not bad marketing advice in any in, in any arena, is it? No, it's not really not. The, the last sentence in this article I found interesting. We wonder what happens after student loan repayment restarts in September. <laughs> If they want employees, they're going to have to offer student loan payments, aren't they? Yeah, I'm talking about just people. Yeah, when student loans come back up, I mean, that's going to be a hefty number. Those guys, younger people are going to have to start paying, and uh, and they're the ones that take their families to Disney. So, interesting. some of those aren't younger people. I mean, I know some people in their 50s that that still have student loan balances. Uh, it, it, it goes it goes across the population. That's interesting. It'll be interesting to see what Disney's report looks like during earnings season. bunch of other tidbits before earnings season begins. Uh, Got to mention Prime Day going on. Amazon says they expect it to be the biggest Prime Day they've ever had. I contributed. I bought a bug zapper from them. <laughs> I don't, I don't know what else was on sale that interested me because there was absolutely nothing there to hit me, but I needed a new bug zapper, and they had one at half price, so I bought it. Uh, it's it. going, yeah, it's going on through today. A uh, bunch of increases on ratings that I found intriguing. Uh, one of the analysts rated Netflix back up to a buy. All of the problem they've had with uh, subscriber counts and everything, budget problems with their overpriced series and everything, Evidently, there's some indications Netflix is back on somebody's buy list again. That's good news for earnings season upcoming. Yeah, it was actually UBS that, that uh, gave them a target of $525 a share. Absolutely. Other, other news from the companies traded. Microsoft got a win yesterday. They were trying to buy Activision, the, uh, one of the other big game manufacturers. Uh, originally, the, uh, federal, the uh, federal antitrust justice people said, yeah. Court says you're full of bunk that Microsoft can now go ahead and buy Activision. So I'm going to assume their stock is going to be up healthily today as well, wouldn't you? I bet. I bet it will be. Hey, listen to this one, though. Beyond Meat. You know, we make fun of them sometimes, but uh, they're getting a nice bump today because uh, they have a, 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 I guess, a newer steak product um, Mm -hmm. that's going to be expanded to be sold in 14,000 stores across the U.S., Whole Foods, Wegmans, um, and that gave uh, gave Beyond Meat kind of a good pop today, almost four percent. I haven't been able to bring myself to buy any of that stuff, yeah, but yeah. the report, reports I hear is that the texture is much better than the old soybean burgers they sold us in college. I know that. Yeah. It was a. It's obviously a relatively quiet day because we're occupying ourselves with tidbits. But to set the table, yesterday we had an up day. I mean, the Dow was up by almost over nine tenths of a percent. 
up 317 points. The S&P was up by almost 30. NASDAQ was up by over 75. Uh, the volatility index, the VIX, actually went down yesterday off of that, so we'll take that happily. We're now down to 14 on the VIX, which means it's rock-stable and kind of going up the way they want it to on a planned basis. 45 minutes before we open this morning, do we have a party going on? Yeah, we got some nice numbers bumping up, especially when those uh, you know economic numbers came out today, that CPI. Um, we saw a huge jump. I mean, the Dow was sitting at about 35, 36. When that announcement came out, it jumped up to like 190. It's been as Ooh. high as up 200 some points. It's back down about 164 points right now, which is almost a half a percent. S&P 500 is up six tenths. The NASDAQ 100 is up almost nine tenths. And the big winner right now is the Russell 2000 up uh, one and a third percent. So good movement there. Hey, on the other side of the coin, uh, we've got uh, silver making a big bump today up 2.1% to $37.77 an ounce. Gold up a half a percent to $1,947 an ounce. Crude oil up Eight tenths of a percent, David, just keeps rising. $75.42 a barrel. I did see that there may be a reason, and that is the export of Russian oil is diminishing. Ah, from the standpoint of our disagreement with them over Ukraine, I guess that's a uh, that's an increase we can absorb for the sake of good news, right? Uh, I, I guess so. That's the only thing I saw as a headline for oil. Yeah, because I've seen nothing other than that. That's the first tidbit of news I've heard that explains the uptick in the price of oil. But okay, don't like it, but at least I can understand the reason. Uh, overseas markets got a mixed bag on the Asian rim at the close at 6 a.m. this morning. Shanghai was off over three-quarters of a percent. Hong Kong market was up over a percent. The rest of the index is mostly up this morning. Japan was off by a little bit. Europe is uh, pretty much following our lead. They're happy with our results yesterday, and they're happy with our futures. I've got uh, the uh, FTSE over in the United Kingdom is up by a percent and a third. Most of the other major indexes over in Europe also midway through their day. They're approaching 1% and above up movement. So I got a lot of green ink to talk about on the foreign markets as well, Philip. It's all good news today, I guess, right? It does seem to be that way, you know, Dave. And uh, so here's the deal. We need to watch what we're doing, right? Because the one thing that folks can control, Dave, is how much risk they have in their portfolio. They just need to know how much risk they have and how much risk they should have on a scale of 1 to 100. That's why I developed the core retirement design. They can give us a call at 863-382-0037 to schedule their core retirement analysis and then join us this weekend for the Statler Financial Radio Show, 6 a.m. and noon on Saturday, 10 a.m. Sunday morning on Highlands News Talk 730, 95.3 FM. And back here tomorrow morning to see if the party lasts all day today or not. We can hope so, can't we? We do. We hope it'll last all day, and I'll talk to you in the morning. Take care, my friend. It's 105.7 Light FM and Statler Financial Services, Philip Statler. And first again, I want to thank you for joining us today. Hope uh, your week's going well. Please, please, please remember the one thing you can control is the amount of risk you have in your portfolio. Give us a call. Let us help you determine what that is and where it should be. 863-382-0037. Hey, until tomorrow, have a great day.